Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you Brian Gerstner, and he's the president of White Label IQ. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure, David. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. So kick us off with the why. Uh, why did you start uh, White Label IQ? No, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. Why did you? Why are you the president? I guess why did you become the president of White Label IQ? That's a better question. <laughs> well, um, a lot of it started just because of my background. I, my background was in um, creative services inside of marketing agencies, um, and as we were working inside of a marketing agency, we kind of find um, kind of work in a bubble sometimes. And as we started going out and talking to a lot of peers just to gain more perspective, I started finding agencies that had a lot of the same issues that we had. And we saw that we could grow by addressing those pain points that we ourselves were having and really helping other people, really kind of leaning in and, and helping out our peers deal with a lot of those same problems because we understood them better than, better than anybody because we were living them at the time. Makes sense. Yeah, and um, our, our primary focus at White Label IQ is a digital production house. So as we were looking at the agency structures, we have a lot of the front end of the structure, which does a lot of the, um, the account services end, uh, the strategy, the content development, really doing brand positioning and developing a lot of that, that really strong strategy. And then on the creative services side, we were doing a lot of the execution, taking that strategy over. But over time, you know, realizing like, particularly in the digital area, we needed a lot of people who were just really highly specialized. People who worked maybe like in a very specific industry or even have like a very specific like technical skill. And a lot of our partners in the agency space really were not able to kind of keep that type of highly technical specialized skill set because the type of work flowing through the agency, the, the client's needs would keep fluctuating. So by doing, by us splitting that agency and forming White Label, we were able to develop a, a large team of very specialized people in a lot of areas where we could come to the table for agencies and provide a very highly specialized, high quality product. And honestly, just the goal was to make people sleep better at night, kind of take some of that roller coaster ride out of agency life and help provide a solution that, that in some ways acted as a staffing solution, but in a lot of ways allowed us to be a strategic partner and really provide the, the level of services that could help the agency really show up and provide best-in-class services under multiple multiple areas in their, in their agency. Um, for me, it was really a natural progression because coming from the creative services agency, it was just, it was a place I really loved to be so that, that solving that problem was kind of inside of me. It's something I just had to do. So that leads me to the question of what different services do you provide for your customers? Oh, great. Yeah. No, um, in that, it is uh, design, development, and paid media. So okay. There, like example, you know, we have UX designers, regular designers, as far as people doing creative concepts. 
And then from there, like very specialized front end, back end. Uh, in essence, if it if it appears in a browser, um, that that's an area that we focus in. Okay. Makes that, sense. That's a, that sounds like a really broad focus, I know, but um, um, there are niches in in website delivery and really SaaS application delivery. So, who is your ideal client? Our ideal client is another marketing agency, but there's a lot of different types of agencies. The ones that we work best in with are the agencies that really know what they do well. The, the agency that's kind of found a focus or a niche and is able to go and say, hey, this is what we do well, and we don't want to have a lot of distraction. We just want to do what we do, but we want to do it to our best. Those types of agencies, the, the lines and boundaries are very clear as far as what they do and where their core of their company is. And it allows us to partner with them very well because we're able to walk in and like the lines are drawn where here's what you're supporting and here's exactly how we can support you in that. Um, so the other benefit too is agencies who really have a core and they focus on that and outsource a lot of their other um, skill sets and needs. Um, those agencies tend to be much more efficient. They tend to be much more well-organized. They tend to have a lot more clarity in what they do and what they don't do. So the handoffs and the conversations happen a lot easier because that distribution of effort is really clear. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And, and how long have uh, you been one, president? Yeah, uh, I've been president for about a year. And I apologize. I was in, one of the reasons that though that type of agency, the one that has a focus or a strong niche is they often really value what we bring because we value what they bring because they know how that degree of specialization really adds value. And by us having our own specialization, um, there is just kind of a, a nod and wink of like, like, okay, we've got this, you've got that. And we are actually going to bring more and more value to the end client because you have two people who have niched down and bring best in class. Um, it, it's just kind of a natural pairing. Sure, that's best the best. Yeah. So in the past year, Brian, uh, what would you say were some mistakes you've made? Maybe uh, campaign mistakes or ideas you had that just didn't pan out the way you thought they would. Uh, then most importantly, because it shows you're human, obviously we all make mistakes, we all have failures, that's what leads us to success. <laughs> Uh, obviously, clients don't like to hear that you failed or made mistakes, but uh, obviously, when you're taking on a new client, you're going to some trial and error for a period of time. You got to test the market uh, until you find what really works, and then you you pivot accordingly. So walk us no. through some of those mistakes you made maybe in the campaign, and then ultimately show us, explain what you learned from some of those mistakes. No, I, I think um, those are the mistakes you remember the most, right? <laughs> of course. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. <laughs> and, um, you know... It, and it, it's true, as you said, being human, those, um, anybody who comes and says that they're not making mistakes, um, I mean, I know that's marketing, that's a bit of puffery, but um, I, I really like the folks who come forward and, and can describe those mistakes because um, it really shows you that they've learned those lessons and that you can move forward from that. Um, as far as us, you know, maybe it goes back into a bit of what I was saying before, the niching down, really having that core focus. I would say early on in the development of the business, um, as White Label's been operating since about 2014, um, a lot of it was really having boundaries, knowing what we're good at, what we're doing, and defining that. 
I, I know in my my 20 some years of working in agencies, you know, there's a lot of times you, you're needing to make payroll, you know, and you're like, yes, we do that. And you take on maybe jobs or you take on clients that are great fits. Um, the, the biggest mistakes I've made is saying yes to the wrong projects, um, maybe not focusing on what we've been doing. The, the reason it's been a mistake is um, for a couple of reasons, but the big one is internally with the teams that we have. When you're taking all different kinds of work or you're saying yes to too many projects, the, the people on your team, they're, they're bringing their best and they're doing everything they can to support. But at the end of the day, it, it, it gets confusing for them. What do we do? What don't we do? And then when they want to make a decision, it, it's hard to make a decision because the clarity and boundaries that you set in your agency by really focusing on what you do, how you do it, and how you deliver helps people on your staff make decisions. It helps them understand what to do, what not to do. And um, as we've started to realize that in our own agency, it's given us a lot of breath to grow and scale. Once you set those kind of boundaries of what you do and how you do it, whether it be the service or the way you serve, the people on your team really start to understand how to make decisions on their own. They understand when, when this is the right decision and they understand how that they can have confidence and that they're in a safe place and they know this is how the business operates. So the mistake early on was not being clear about what we do why we do it, what is the vision of the company, how are we getting there? And laying that out so that people in the company not only knew the boundaries, but they knew how their success was going to be um, judged and how they could directly contribute to the success of the company. Um, the more we focus into really being clear and setting out that vision and making sure boundaries are clear in the company, the more we've been able to scale. Like we, in the past three years, we've gone from 19 up to 80 people. And a lot of that has, I really account towards the fact that we've been able to more easily articulate what, why we're making decisions, okay? What we don't do and why we decided not to do that. And that has freed up my time immensely. And that's given the people on my team, like the autonomy that they really appreciate to, and honestly, their ability to spread their wings and to develop professionally as, as greater professionals and to be able to kind of feel like they have their hand on one of the levers of the company, that they, can, they know they're contributing to the success. And I think everybody wants that kind of purpose. Sure. And obviously, everyone's in line with the culture, then expectations are very clear. Judgments are very Thank clear. Yeah, you know, they feel like the mission's in line. It just makes everything so much better when everyone's on the same page. And even in hiring, as, as we continue to hire, we found it makes hiring easier because we, we're more able to kind of understand the type of person who can really contribute. And as we bring additional people into the interviews to talk, they're, they're really starting to like ask a lot of the same questions that maybe I would ask. And then they're starting to really understand like, what is the culture and who's going to fit here and and if, if you can, you know, bring these certain qualities to the team, then you're going to thrive. And their, their ability to articulate that in an interview, it, it just really aligns things a little bit better. And everything seems to go a little bit smoother. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's perfect. But, like, there, there's plenty of opportunity there. And as in leading a company and trying to scale it, you cannot over-communicate those things. 
the, 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 you, you have to keep repeating them over and over again. You have to allow yourself to be challenged. And that over-communication over time really starts to solidify things and gives you more opportunities to demonstrate it. And really puts you on the line too, because when you're doing it well, people will come up to you and they'll go like, well, why did we do that? Our, you know, one of our core values is, is XX. And they're like, and you have to stand back sometimes. You go, you know, you're right. You're right. I made a mistake there. That was not the right decision to make. And then you have to, you have to go back and make it right. Um, 100%. Really keeps that you accountable. 100%. And it's nice that everybody's on the same page and uh, everybody's holding each other accountable, which is important. And because of that culture, do you find that several people in the company are part of the interview process to get their take or their impression as to whether or not this person is a good fit to the culture? Yes. I, I always bring additional team members, particularly if they're going to be working side by side into these interviews, um, because I want to know if there's chemistry there. I want to know if they feel there's going to be a cultural fit. Plus, um, I, I need people to participate. I need people to speak up. I need, as, as once I said, you know, like when people are there, I, I if you are, you, you can't bring everything to vote, uh, but you can't, you don't also want to be making unilateral decisions. You need people to have some degree of ownership. You need people to have, to know that they're heard. Okay. And when you bring people into an interview and you have, and you allow people to start voicing their opinion, or at least know that they're involved and that they are going to be involved in it, um, it, it, it kind of furthers that. Th th they know they're heard. Um, they know that um, something's not going to come out of left field. Um, and it, it creates transparency. Um, so to some degree, that in at least for white label IQ, it, it's a lot of part of the culture. Bringing people in, making sure they understand, once again, back to things, why we're doing things, how important it is that they're part of it. And the, the cultural implication that it has is you're encouraging people to speak up. You're encouraging people to have a voice and one, and um, you're encouraging people to really question and align internally. So um, I may have gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but yes, when we bring people in, we, we, I bring in their peers to be part of that interview process because I want that alignment and I want people to hear they're heard and I want people to feel that they can contribute and speak up. Right. I think that that's all part of the culture. It makes people feel uh, like they're contributing. They're part of the team. Uh, they're not just, you know, following the day-to-day -day routines, but they're, they're feel, they feel like what they're saying, what they're doing, their ideas are being heard and they're contributing to the overall uh, effectiveness and the success of the company. And I think it's very important. It's one of the main reasons you develop loyalty is when people feel valued. And I think when you feel heard, you feel valued. Uh, so that's a very important part of your culture. And there's a, there's other things because, you know, remote work is, um, is so prevalent now. Um, developing culture in a company is a lot more difficult than ever before. So these types of opportunities during hiring is, is a key place where you can start bringing people together. You can take remote people from across your company, bring them together here. And now you have an opportunity to really, you know, bring people together in that conversation. And um, as we know, like, Building culture in a remote or even highly flexible environment, it's not as easy. You can't you can't have a company picnic and play games and and get to know each other and bond face to face. So it, it has to be done differently. And yeah. possibly for people who didn't maybe wouldn't bring um, more and more of their peers into an interview group, um, it, it's just one of those ways we have to function differently now. 
uh, we have to seize all of those opportunities to kind of make people feel like they're involved in what's going on because otherwise um, people just, you know, end up checking boxes, get their job done and they move on. And um, it, that that's, I mean, that, that's not a good place to be, particularly for us because we're a service-based company, you know? Um, right, exactly. If I could define this widget and every, and I just need to crank a million widgets out. That might be a different story, but um, no, it, this is relationship based. It's service based, and um, a, a, every chance I can get. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, Brian, finish this up with a success story. Maybe a client that struggled to find the quality of culture that you guys are dealing with, the quality of service you're, you're dealing with. Uh, someone that really reinforces your why, why you became president of the company to begin with. Uh, just something that stands out in your mind is just being a great success story. Yeah. Um, I think we, so the success is that we have, um, I, I categorize it as three separate kinds of clients. We have very transactional clients who will come in and go. We have maybe some clients who I say they're playing the field. Maybe they have a couple different people who work in the same area as we do. But um, the high level success story is, over our past four years of operating, our retention rate of high value clients has what I call the people who are looking for love, the true partners. Um, we have increased our retention rates dramatically. And in doing that, the, the success is that we now have uh, clients over multiple years that we've been working with on a regular basis that um, we're really coming to the table in consulting. We're talking about we're, we're involved much more in the strategy process. They're bringing us early on. And one of the true signs is at times I have clients calling me up going, hey, I'm thinking about hiring this position. Can we talk about how we're working right now in this area? Because I don't want to overlap. And so, you know, they want to get the most out of the people they're hiring. They want to leverage the partnerships. Um, and just to be able to have that conversation as a company is designing its own structure based upon the relationship that we have, uh, that that also just warms my heart in so many ways. Of course. That, that's, that's the fantastic. ultimate goal of like being a strategic partner. It's not just like a, a term or an aspiration, but when you get to that point, you really start to feel it. 100%. 100%. Well, Brian, it's been great to hear about your company and about your culture and about the, the services you guys provide. Uh, for those that are listening that want to hire you, want to learn more, uh, please leave us with the website, social media handles. If you want to give out an email or phone number, that's up to you. Uh, but just how can people get a hold of you? And again, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Oh, thank you. No, um, uh, whitelabeliq.com is the website. And um, our, our key place in social is, is meet us up on LinkedIn and follow the company and follow me. We're producing uh, content on a daily basis as one of the ways that we give and, and contribute. So follow us. Um, hopefully we're gonna put something out there, some piece of information that will be helpful to you. Um, and also just as, um, just as we work, um, always give us a call, contact us. Just um, give us the chance to kind of talk about you, um, talk about what we do. And you know, the more you know, and the more people you know, the more opportunity you see. 100%. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. I know uh, scheduling was tricky a little bit back and forth, but I'm glad we finally got nailed down and got our schedules in line. And I'm really glad you made it on the show today. I appreciate it, David. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And you've listened to another episode of the Perky Collar Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in.
What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right, over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, K as in Kangaroo, Y as in Yo-Yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at perkyllc.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories, bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out perkyllc.com for all these great fashion accessories and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out, be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go, G-O dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.